0: In June 2023, more than 300 DCN Spark members and guests met in Washington, D.C., to learn and discuss the legislative and regulatory environment, data privacy, and related issues in the retirement landscape. We're very thankful for our forum sponsors, our planning steering committee, all of our speakers and moderators for their support and participation. I'm Pam Hess. I lead a retirement research center here at DCIA. And I am joined by Tim Rouse, Aaliyah Robinson, and Michael Kreps today. Thank you all for joining us.
1: Thanks for having us. Thank you.
0: Would love to have a quick round of intros to uh, introduce yourselves to the audience.
2: Uh, So I'm Michael Kreps. I'm I'm the practice group leader for uh, retirement services at Groom Law Group. And I'm also the vice chair of the public policy committee at DSEA, where we we work on the public policy forum and a number of other uh, initiatives throughout the year.
3: Thank you. I'm Leah Robinson, and I'm in the Managing Legal Counsel in the Legislative and Regulatory Affairs Department at T. Rowe Price, focusing on retirement policy. T. Rowe Price is a proud member of both the SIA and SPARC, and personally, I sit on the Public Policy Steering Committee, so the forum is very near and dear to my heart.
1: So, so Leah, we, uh, I'm the... Uh uh executive director of the spark institute and we very much appreciate uh your participation in spark we also appreciate our partnership with dcia this is i believe Pam, the third um, year that we have um, partnered together on a public policy forum and um, we were thrilled with the uh, the turnout this year both for the public policy forum as well as the the workshop on privacy and data sharing
0: it was a great two days. You saw the event unfold from day one of planning. What do you think people may not realize about the work that goes on behind the scenes and, and how the topics tie together to, to, to DC Insiders?
2: Sure. So I've been involved in that planning process for a number of years. And I, I can say for, for certain that everyone tries really, really hard to make the event feel smooth it could feel seamless to the point that some people don't even think about the planning that goes into the event. And that can kind of give the false impression that the planning process is easy, but the form only really comes together because of the work and input of dozens and dozens of people over the course of many, many months. Uh, It all starts with trying to find issues that are both interesting from a policy perspective and worthy of an actual discussion. We try to pick Things that help people understand the bigger picture, what's happening in D.C., and how that connects to what they're doing in the private sector. And we spend a lot of time discussing potential speakers. Uh, we always want to make sure that that we're getting a variety of views, different opinions, and we really look for people that are engaging and thoughtful. It's honestly a lot of work uh, from a lot of people, uh, but it, I think you can see from the final product that it's worth it. We get a forum that delivers content that's relevant. To the, to the attendees and, the, and our members and hits on policy issues that I think spark a larger debate and, and help guide people in what they're doing in their day-to-day lives.
0: Well, it's not that I'm, I, I know I'm biased, but I thought it was really very well done and the context seemed really practical and something that folks could, it did create a dialogue. And I thought there was some good discussion during the event and uh, during the uh, break sessions.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we go to, we spend a lot of time and energy trying to help people understand the policy issues that the private sector is discussing, but also the tie into the federal government and what, what folks in DC are doing, whether that's our speakers from the agencies or the folks we bring in from the Hill. We're in a highly regulated industry and all of these people, all of these different people play different roles and they're all important. And sometimes it's hard for us to kind of cross the silos. Uh, and understand what's happening uh, if we're not working with them on a day-to-day basis. So building that connection is really helpful. So, Aliyah,
0: you had a full view of day one sessions as our MC. Thank you so much. Uh, what did you find most compelling or surprising about the insight shares in the day sessions?
3: Thank you, Pam. I found the entire forum to be very informative, but what I found most compelling is that even though there were a variety of topics, there were certain themes woven throughout. So one theme was financial wellness and looking at retirement savings through a comprehensive lens, especially as we're coming out of a global pandemic and heading into you know, financially uncertain times. Second, speaking of a global pandemic, there really was a focus on the global landscape. Not just focusing on domestic policy, but also looking at the global economy and global investing, particularly ESG investing and the impacts there. Finally, the theme that was most motivating was the commitment to move forward. Even with the successes of Secure One and Secure Two, there was renewed commitment from Hill staff, agency officials, and business leaders to make the private retirement system more accessible and to provide greater opportunities for retirement success.
0: I, I love that too. I thought it was such a it's such a great uh, a great focus and broad support for across the industry. Uh, for you, Aliyah, what made this event different from others that you've attended that have covered maybe similar topics?
3: Yeah, I think what makes it different is when we talk about broad support. The public policy forum really gives a great diversity of speakers and attendees. At any time on the stage or in the audience, you could find government officials, HR executives, investment managers, and policy experts. And this breadth of experience and expertise really expands and deepens the conversation in ways that doesn't exist at smaller forums.
0: I, I love that too, Aaliyah. I find I'm always learning from someone when I'm there because there are so many different perspectives and um, and, and, and there's so many different perspectives and opportunities to connect with folks from across the system.
3: Absolutely. That is one of the highlights of the forum and really one of the takeaways that you cannot distill down into, you know, into paper. It's really something that to be there and feel it is very distinct.
0: Uh, the Public Policy Forum is our largest forum of the year with over 300 DCN SPARK members and guests. Uh, we talked a little bit about the networking highlights. I certainly find them all very compelling. Uh, what were some interesting discussions and takeaways that you that were happening for you off stage?
3: Yeah, the networking highlight honestly was being back in person. There was a lot of reconnection and new connections, a lot of conversation about getting through the pandemic on both a personal and professional level, and you know that's one of the great things about the work that we do, there's such an overlap between the personal and professional. So for example, being at home during the pandemic, I personally learned a lot about the saving habits and non-habits, unfortunately, of family members and friends. And, you know, I learned during the networking sessions that I wasn't the only one with that experience. In addition, as someone who changed jobs during the pandemic, it was very interesting to compare notes with others who had done the same. And even those who hadn't, just to see all of the differences in our professional lives as we, we made it through that period. Overall, I just cannot emphasize how great it was to reconnect in person and renew that sense of community. It was a great way to recharge and reinvigorate on both a personal and professional level.
0: I certainly agree with you. I feel like I'm all, it's great to see old friends and, uh, and make new ones. So Absolutely. Michael, from a legal and policy perspective, what were the most useful takeaways that you found from the sessions?
2: I think there's a lot in there that's incredibly helpful, he- hearing from the agencies about what they're going to do in the Hill about their-, their thoughts, particularly in the wake of Secure 2.0 passing. It's it's all fascinating stuff. Uh, for me, the discussions around planned data were particularly interesting, though, and are are really, really important for the future of the retirement system. I there are a lot of policy issues that matter, and we talk about a lot of important things from ESG to secure 2.0, but that, that those data discussions, particularly on day two, are incredibly important. The whole system is trying to grapple with how we help participants by using by using the data we have and you know how we do that in a way that's safe for everybody involved, and it's just a, a difficult policy issue to work through. And those discussions were incredibly helpful. I'd also point out that the Social Security discussion, although you know a lot of us are not involved in Social Security itself on a day-to-day basis, it's it's a core component of the retirement system, and we need to really understand how it interacts with the with the private system to to get a full picture. And those discussions are are, are interesting as well.
0: Yeah, I know Tim and I near and dear to the data, to the, the data privacy, data sharing discussion. And Tim's going to share a little bit about that shortly. But certainly it's so much more complex. And I think having these forums where people can share and understand and hear from different parties all the nuances, I just think is really critical.
2: And I do think if you wanna be strategic in your, your business, uh if you wanna really be a long build a long ter- lo- term business you have to be able to understand what's happening in the larger discussions that are happening i mean we're all guilty of, of of having our our vision narrowed sometimes we kind of focus on what's right in front of us and you can really miss the bigger picture and it's that bigger picture that's critical to building long term uh, long term success absolutely
0: Tim, we, you and I, this is near and dear to us, right? Data privacy, data sharing, and it was a topic that we explored in depth on day two. Why is this topic so important and what should people know about it that they may not?
1: Well, Pam, providing employers, uh, I'm sorry, providing employees with a comprehensive financial wellness plan is a valuable initiative that demonstrates an employer's commitment to the well-being and financial stability of its workforce. Um, however, to do that right also requires safeguards on, on the employee's privacy. Um, so now our so our now second workshop on this uh, issue uh, has helped the industry to navigate a course with each of these goals in mind. Yeah, I think it's been um
0: it's it's so compelling because as the industry is trying to meet the needs of their workforce, the entire workforce, right? And financial wellness continues to grow. Uh, this this concept of data privacy uh is is increasingly important. And it was great. I should also plug too that uh, that we also shared some preliminary information from the RRC and Limra on the topic that was well received. Uh so Tim, do you want to talk a little bit about what the next steps are for Spark and DCA and the industry around this topic of data privacy?
1: Yes, absolutely. So the Spark Institute and DCA have worked together now for several years. Uh, our first workshop back in April of 2022, we outlined the challenge. We defined uh, an industry framework for privacy, and we initiated primary research of the various stakeholders in this issue plan sponsors, plan participants, advisors, record keepers, and other service providers. Um, and I wanna thank you Pam in particular for helping us uh, uh, with that, that primary research.
0: It like, was a lot of fun and very eye-opening to
1: It was for all of us. Yeah. Uh, and in our second workshop, using that that the results of that primary research, we could now see different points of view among the various stakeholders. So, the second workshop required us to try to reconcile these differences and see if we couldn't bring those different stakeholder groups together uh, and find a possible solution. Coming out of that second workshop, we made some, we had some uh, agreed important items that needed to be included in a proposal. Uh, And coming out of that was an agreement to actually create a straw man proposal w- with regard to privacy and data sharing. Uh, we have started that work and we are hoping to um, publish something for the industry to uh, look at in the next couple months.
0: Tim, uh, do you have any insights you can share on the straw man proposal? And I know some of the work you've done there.
1: Sure. So following the workshop, uh, we've solicited uh, some suggestions from um, members uh, and those who participated in the workshop and tried to incorporate those uh, into the straw man proposal. And one of the things I can share is that um, most folks felt that we should make a proposal from the perspective of the employer, what the employer should be looking for, how the employer should view uh, privacy, how they should implement a privacy program with regard to um, their employee benefits program, and so that 's the 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 direction that we took with this, and I think it does two things obviously it's probably the perspective that regulators will will take when they're looking at uh, this issue, but secondly, it allows the the record keepers the advisors the service providers to figure out. Um, how to deliver on that need rather than being very prescriptive in this file needs to be delivered in this manner and such so forth so um, that's the direction that I think you'll see us taking with the straw man proposal that makes
0: sense thanks Tim so as we think about 2024 we're not planning yet but but as we think ahead what areas of interest do you hope we can explore continue to explore next year
2: I do think some of the issues around Social Security and, and Medicare, Medicaid, the the whole kind of other supporting system is are important and how we better integrate with our with the private retirement system and how the two legs of the stool can support each other. Uh, that's an incredibly important discussion. And we need to continue to have, particularly as lawmakers in D.C. start to inch towards proposals to make make changes. But I think the other big theme that I hope we hit on going forward is just the the. The push to break down the barriers between what we used to perceive as kind of retail retirement savings versus institutional retirement savings—it's just not so simple anymore. I, I don't think people have just a four hundred one k plan and then a you know a bank account anymore. I think they've got you know a four hundred one k plan here, a four hundred one k plan there, an IRA here, an IRA there, a brokerage account, an HSA, and I, I think getting the broader view and of of how people really really safe for retirement safe for, for emergencies safe for the future uh, that's an important policy discussion to have because the system's really not built uh, it wasn't built on the, this premise that we'd have a more whole take a more holistic view
0: yeah I think that's hundred percent on point uh, as we're trying to help the individual from a broader perspective and a bigger lens that that's those hurdles we have to be able to overcome them so Tim looking forward uh, what What would you like to see at the future public policy forums in regard to participation, engagement, and contribution from everyone in the industry? And what are some big areas of interest that you heard at this year's event that you hope will continue to explore?
1: So Aaliyah mentioned financial wellness was a, a theme at this year's public policy forum, and it certainly has been for a number of years And this whole idea of data sharing and privacy concerns all sort of uh, intersect. Uh, And what it requires is our industry to begin to branch out uh, beyond just retirement. And so what we're starting to see is is uh, member firms start to work with um, CFOs and other C-suite offices to help them design Overall benefits packages that uh, can uh, put forth uh, the most comprehensive benefit program for their employees because if you can if you can save money uh in one aspect of your benefits offering you can then utilize some of that savings uh in uh, in another uh, in another benefit for instance if we're able to save money with regard to certain certain benefit programs for an employer, that employer may be able to start a match program or increase a match program for the retirement program. So they, they've they all started to uh, come together uh, and financial wellness is a good example of how they're coming together in that way. And I think in the future, we'll start to see more, uh, more of that at future public policy forums.
0: Aliyah, did you what is I I we had connected a little bit and you had a similar thought that this threat of wellness in the future is one that's top of mind.
3: Exactly. And I agree with everything Tim said, and even more so coming from the service provider side, you are seeing an emphasis more on the lifetime savings or lifetime activity of the participant rather than just their activity at a particular employer. So much of what Tim was saying in terms of looking at your entire benefit package and looking at not only their life at that moment that they might be working for a particular employer, but what does that mean for before they were at that employer? Are there... Financial issues that they're still dealing with, and what does it mean after they might leave that employer or after they retire? so that becomes a discussion of lifetime income and things like that and financial education and so all of this is coming together in a way that's very different and very exciting, and I look forward to see what happens in the industry as we move forward.
0: Exciting is the exact word I was thinking of that it's exciting to see this growth of i'd say awareness, regulatory support employer attention, and then also service provider growth and uh, and technology growth. It's it's really an interesting time, and I think that uh, one will continue to be talking about for uh, years to come. Excite- very excited to see what the future holds. Thank you all so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time and hope to see you at the next Public Policy Forum in 2024.